Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Everything Emaw podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Tillery. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about K-State's massive win over Texas Tech, some things around the Big 12, some sports betting going into next week, and a look ahead at K-State's game versus Iowa State. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you listening. So to start things off, K-State is the greatest team of all time, and I haven't been proved wrong yet. Still claiming that, still running with it. The top 25 Wildcats continue to stay in the top 25, ranking in at the 20th best team in the nation, behind one team that I don't know should be 19th ranked, but that's neither here nor there. K-State wins and proves to still be one of the best teams in the Big 12 and is really shaping up with Adrian Martinez at the helm. K-State's currently sitting at second in Big 12 play right behind the Kansas Jayhawks, who had another win this week over Iowa State. Congrats to them. That being said, it's K-State talk time, boys. The Wildcats piecing together another massive win against the Texas Tech Red Raiders this weekend in Manhattan. 50,000 more screaming K-State fans. That is the fourth consecutive sold-out game for the Wildcats this season, and I don't really see that changing anytime soon. In case you guys didn't watch, Deuce Vaughn, Adrian Martinez, really good at football. Tremendous game. The pair combined for about a million yards rushing in this game. Adrian Martinez followed up his massive game in Norman, Oklahoma with another massive game here in Manhattan, Kansas. This team is looking different than every team in years past. And I know, I know, I don't want to jump the gun. I have knocked on every single piece of wood in my house at least twice. Things are shaping up for the Wildcats to have a shot at the Big 12 title. I know we're five games in. I know we're five games in. Nobody come from my head yet. The two best teams in the conference are both in Kansas right now. When does that happen? When does that happen in Big 12 play? Barring the second quarter of this game, K-State looked virtually unstoppable. Whenever the Wildcats needed a big play, they found it. This is not the same team. This is not the same team led by Skylar Thompson where, okay, hey, let's go 7-5, and five. let's get to that bowl game, let's go, you know, let's, let's play well at times, and then let's play terrible against the teams that we should play well against. Things are changing in purple and white. Things are changing around Manhattan. I don't know. Maybe that's an Adrian Martinez thing. Maybe Chris Clemens found his guy. And I don't want to throw any shots at Skylar Thompson because he did play well for K-State for many years. You know, he was with K-State as many years as Perry Ellis was with KU basketball. 38 years. Adrian Martinez is shaping up to be that guy. And I don't think it's coincidental. Martinez isn't having the success in Nebraska. Nebraska couldn't really put together an O-line that could protect Martinez. K-State can. Martinez didn't really have the coaching staff that maximized his potential as an explosive playmaker as well as a passer. K-State can. Colin Klein is calling plays virtually for himself on the field. That is incredible to watch when done correctly. The second quarter, we'll talk about a little bit later in this podcast, did spark some questions in my head. I don't know where all 22 players for K-State went. Offense and defense. I don't know where any of them went in the second quarter. Ty Zentner, punter, great. I don't know what happened. Everybody phased out. But K-State found a way to capitalize whenever they needed it. The defense looked great. The offense looked explosive and dynamic. Something we haven't consistently seen in many years. Since that 2012-2013 season, we haven't seen a complete football team for the Wildcats. 
it feels like we're looking at that team today. K-State comes away with the win 37-28 over Texas Tech. Now let's take a look at this week's good cat and bad cat. Good cat number one. Adrian Martinez, if you haven't been looking, is slowly rising up the Heisman polls. He's slowly starting to make a push for that Heisman trophy. And I don't want to sit here and gas you up and say, all right, Martinez is winning the Heisman for sure. But these performances he's been putting up recently cannot be ignored. He's not currently the favorite, but he does have 16 to 1 odds to win the Heisman Trophy. And on that list, there are only four other players in the nation with better odds than Adrian Martinez to win it. Joining Martinez, we have Hendon Hooker, the quarterback for Tennessee. He's currently sitting with 12 to 1 odds. Then Bryce Young, we all know Bryce Young, 10 to 1 odds. Caleb Williams, USC's quarterback, is currently sitting with 5 to 1 odds. And sitting at the top of the list is CJ Stroud, Ohio State's quarterback, with 7 to 5 odds. Martinez currently has the fifth highest odds in the nation to be the Heisman Trophy winner. After beating Oklahoma last week, number six Oklahoma, his odds went from 50 to 1 to 40 to 1. That's a jump that's still pretty admirable. This week, beating Texas Tech, his odds go from 40 to 1 to 16 to 1. That is a massive push towards the Heisman Trophy. And I know what you might be thinking. Okay, C.J. Stroud is at Ohio State. He's going to get these big games. Everybody's going to be watching national media. Same thing with Bryce Young, with Caleb Williams. Martinez has an opportunity to sneak up this list. In this football game, to give you a look at the stat line, not only did he rush for 150 yards last week, he paired that with 171 total rushing yards against the Red Raider defense. Adrian Martinez, while not as prolific passing against Texas Tech than OU, goes 12 of 19, 116 yards and a touchdown. Rushing, 12 carries for 171 yards and three scores. That's incredible. The guy averaged 87 yards a carry practically. This dude was moving around the field. K-State's got a great one in Adrian Martinez. Bad cat number one. The Wildcats completely disappeared in the second quarter. It was the largest switch I've ever seen in one quarter's time. K-State starts off the game, 13 points, three straight drive scoring, gets to the second quarter. Nothing. No movement. No efficiency, no urgency, nothing. Every single player took a step back. The Wildcats didn't convert one first down in the second quarter. One first down. For 15 minutes of football, no first downs. And let Texas Tech back into the game after starting up basically two scores. The quarter-by-quarter breakdown was insane. The win percentage for K-State, after being up 13-0, was sitting at nearly 87%. Coming back to it in the second quarter, at the end of the second quarter, going into half, K-State's up a field goal, 13-10. K-State has a 52% win percentage at this point. What a drastic, drastic jump. There was not one reason where K-State was like, okay, uh, well, this guy dropped the football, or this guy got hurt, or this happened, or bad play. Every single thing went wrong. It was like a second-quarter curse watching the football game. Hopefully that doesn't show up in the future. K-State still was able to get the win, but that terrified me. Multiple three and outs in the same quarter after starting up two scores is unbelievable. Believable. You're not going to win many games like that. After most likely getting torn apart by Chris Kleiman in the locker room, the third quarter was back to the same old cats. The big plays came to when they needed to, but that second quarter was major grounds for concern. Good cat number two. K-State's defense is finding a way to force turnovers on just about every team they've played this year. K-State's defense, as I'd mentioned last week, has had at least a turnover in every game minus the two-lane game. And in this game, they found four turnovers. Two interceptions, two fumbles, a pick from Austin Moore, number 41, who is flying around the field. 
if you're watching K-State's defense, you can't help but notice two guys, 41 and number two, Kobe Savage, Austin Moore. Those two dudes have been contributing heavily this season. Kobe Savage forcing a fumble in this one. Two forced fumbles, two interceptions for K-State. If you could even find two turnovers a game, or even a turnover a game, if they can continue to win the turnover battle, I think it's going to be incredibly hard for other teams to beat them. This defense isn't giving up a ton of points. They're giving up yards here and there, but Texas Tech's offense only going 28 points, that's a big win for K-State. Especially when you have an offense on the other side of the field that can run the football effectively, like K-State's rushing attack has. You can have these giant drives that milk 7-8 minutes off the clock and keep the other team off the field. K-State's defense is having time to rest because of how effective Adrian Martinez, Deuce Vaughn, even DJ Giddens have been rushing the football and milking that clock as the football game continues. The Wildcat defense is going to be a major part of a title run if they really want to take that next step in Big 12 play. It starts with the defense causing havoc. Bad cat number two. The receiver group is really, really limited in terms of production this season. And it's not the fact that they don't have enough talent or they don't have big playmaker guys there, because they do. I mean, that's just not the case. Like, Malik Knowles is a big name in Big 12 play. Cade Warner having a big year. It's just that they're not producing the same way that we've seen these receiver groups in the past with K-State. In this game, Cade Warner had three catches for 47 yards. He was the leading receiver. Phillip Brooks grabbed five catches for 36 yards and a tip drill touchdown pass. Malik Knowles, one catch for 13 yards. Deuce Vaughn out of the backfield, one for 11. Ben Sennett, one for six. Sammy Wheeler, one for three. And I know that that doesn't sound great. And like I've talked about on this podcast this season, the Wildcat offense doesn't need to throw the football 15 times, 20 times to be dangerous. Obviously, you have one of the best quarterback and running back combinations in the entire Big 12. But at some point when the rushing attack isn't producing, when you face the team that's really geared to stop the run, I think K-State's going to struggle. And I just haven't seen anything really this season out of that receiver group that's caught my eye. And I really do hate to keep banging this drum, but Malik Knowles won for 13 yards. One catch, 13 yards. That is not enough. That is not enough. I mean, you're the leader, the senior guy, and I don't want to say that it's... Maybe maybe he's just not getting open on the back end. Maybe there's something that's in his way every play, but it feels like with teams not only highlighting him as the guy, nobody's kicking the football to him. He has virtually maybe once, twice touched the football this season, and it's been an explosive play, which does help out a ton. The only issue is... If Colin Klein isn't giving it to him, giving to Malik Knowles on a jet sweep or throwing him a screen pass, this season Malik Knowles hasn't shown up in the box score much. And I don't want to discredit any of his talents or any of his abilities because he is a super talented guy. We've all seen that on kick returns, on big plays, on passes, rushes, whatever he needs to do. If he gets the football in open space, this team is different. If he gets the ball in open space, he adds a whole different dimension of this K-State offense. We have to start seeing some more production from Malik Knowles. Good cat number three. This K-State team is finding a way to get some major, major press for the second straight week. Last week, Adrian Martinez was awarded Big 12 Player of the Week honors. This week, he is the Big 12 Newcomer of the Week. Joining him on that list is the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week, Khalid Duke. And I just want to highlight what each of them did that was so impressive. So starting with Khalid Duke. Khalid Duke in this game had three sacks by himself. Massive day, especially for a guy who's really shown up the last couple years for K-State. Had some injury issues to start the season out. Now it looks like he's all the way back. With Khalid Duke, super interesting stat here. 
Felix and Odike Uzama on the opposite side of the field also recorded three sacks. Between the pair, six sacks total. The first time, it's the first time in school history that K-State's had two players with three-plus sacks in the same game. That's incredible. You'd feel like that would have happened by now with all the good pass rushers we've had, but it's big to see the pair setting new sights for this K-State defense. Now, another insane stat on the opposite side of the field, Adrian Martinez. We all know he's been having a, a stellar season so far, and he's shooting up that Heisman list. Last week, plus 4,000 odds to win the Heisman Trophy. This week, he is the fifth best odds in the nation to win the Heisman Trophy, plus 1,600 odds right now. And, if you need any more confirmation, I want to read you a stat that agrees with me. Adrian Martinez became the third quarterback in the past 15 years out of all Power 5 quarterbacks to rush for 300 yards and seven touchdowns in a two-game stretch. Joining him on that list? Does anybody have any guesses? Heisman winner, Lamar Jackson. And Heisman winner, national champion, Cam Newton. Martinez still does have an uphill battle to win that Heisman Trophy, but it's not like he's just blending into the pack. He's doing everything he can to stand out, and I think things are really shaping up if he can continue to deliver these big game performances where he's rushing for 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. If he can continue to deliver and put K-State in a position to compete in the Big 12 and potentially win the Big 12 trophy, it's going to be hard to ignore Martinez for Heisman. Before I move on, I do want to let you know who is ahead of Martinez on that Heisman hunt. So far, it is Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, USC quarterback Caleb Williams, and Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. The odds are close-ish. I mean, C.J. Stroud is currently the overwhelming favorite with plus 150 odds. Caleb Williams behind him with 5-1 to one odds, so plus 500 odds. Bryce Young, plus 1,000. Hendon Hooker, plus 1,400. Adrian Martinez, 1,600. A big performance can shake this up. Every game that Martinez plays... He's got a shot to really make a push for that spot. Bad cat number three. And this one's a little bit more personal. Just to give you an idea of what I did this weekend. I was cheering so loud during this K-State game. I was over the moon watching the game. So much so that through all my cheering, I strained myself and I blew a blood vessel in my left eye. K-State football literally had me blow a gasket, blow a blood vessel. And I know that's not really too much for the actual, like, what did K-State do wrong here? But I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of insight. That was something that I never anticipated having, but boy, it's kind of funny looking back now. Hopefully K-State won't give me, and I, I, I know exactly when it happened, mid-second quarter, sitting there watching K-State get off the field for the third consecutive three and out, guarantee it happened right around there. I was not a happy camper. Was not a happy camper one bit. So if I have any advice, I would say don't blow a blood vessel cheering for your favorite team. That would be my advice. With that being said, let's look ahead this week. K-State takes on Iowa State. I believe that game is at Iowa State. I could be wrong. Currently, the spread for that game looks about two points. I kind of thought it'd be a little bit more in K-State's favor. K-State is currently favored by only two, which, you know, I get that Iowa State just came off a tough game against KU, but, but when I say tough game, Tough game in the sense that only 11 points were scored because three kicks were missed. And I don't want to, I'm not one of those guys that wants to just immediately shame the kicker. There's a lot that goes into it. But boy, that game winning kick was far off. That was a long shot. 
KU beats Iowa State last week, 14-11 to in case you didn't see it. K-State comes off a 37-point outing against Texas Tech. It just doesn't feel like, to me, that these teams are that comparable. I mean, one team is coming off a really great win, and the momentum for the other team is kind of headed down south. It's not really going where Iowa State wanted. I think a lot of the teams in the Big 12 still have a little bit of disgust, almost, for losing to KU, because the last couple years, their program as a whole is hoping to win one game, is hoping to win two games. Starting the season off 5-0, and that's huge. Iowa State, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to motivate you or if that's going to beat you up. For K-State, you're coming off a performance against a solidified, hey, we have to come out here and deliver. Adrian Martinez, balls out. I just don't see a game where he doesn't do that again. Now let's take a look at the bets I've placed from this past week. I want to pat myself on the back. We had another good week. We went 3-1. and one. I did lose on the over-under. I had it set at 57. Final score being 63. I took the under. It was close, but not close enough, unfortunately. The one I am really proud of, and I've been hammering it home this season, is Adrian Martinez over on rushing yards. This week, it was set at 52, which is still a jump from 42 or 43, whatever it was the week before. Martinez, the first play of regulation, covers, hits the over. 57-yard rush to start the game off for the Cats, and then punches a 25-yard run in after that. All 75 yards of that drive were Adrian Martinez rushing the football on two consecutive plays. And I know that that's going to change. You can't go 148 rushing yards last week and 171 this week and not have that prop bet sit close to 90 yards, 85 yards. I don't know where it's going to be at, so I don't want to speak too early on it. That's the only downside of these episodes coming out early in the week is I can't give you my last-minute prop pick. But I think it's still playable. I assume Martinez is not just going to phase out. But anticipating a quarterback to rush for 90 yards a game is going to be tough. It's kind of that Lamar Jackson effect where if he's just prolific passing, he's not going to rush for 90 yards a lot of the times because he has dudes open down the field. And I think Martinez is getting to the point where we, that has to be a consideration. The other bets I did hit, I took Deuce Vaughn over on rushing yards. That was set at about 116 or 120, I believe. He goes 170 in this game. Um, I don't normally like that that high of a number. I think when it gets to a triple digit, it's kind of nerve-wracking to play. But I think Deuce Vaughn still has a lot inside of him motivation-wise, just based off the fact that his consecutive games with a rushing touchdown, I think he was getting he was around 8 or 9, and it was really close to Darren Sproles in that. It ended. And I think Deuce has a lot of that, okay, let's go, I'm still here, I need to show up, let's go. And while he didn't score a rushing touchdown in this game, he did have 171 rushing yards and made massive plays for K-State. I really like what Deuce Vaughn had. And the other bet I hit was K-State minus 7.5. The final spread in this game was 9 points, so they cut it close. But I just thought K-State was a good enough team to get it done. The only thing that worried me was the the only thing that worried me was the Tulane effect of being favorites and then going down and losing. That was what worried me a little bit, to see if K-State could be that big dog for once rather than the underdog. And they proved they could. So this week, for this week's bets, K-State's favored by two points. I am slamming K-State minus two. I love that. I think K-State is a better team offensively, defensively. Every single phase of the game, I think K-State is a better team here. And I could be proved wrong, but I feel confident about minus two for K-State. 45 as the total spread for this. If I was taking, I re, like I say, I don't really play the over-under, but if I do, and I'll do it for the podcast... I'm taking the over of 45, just so you guys get some more subject matter on this podcast. We're currently sitting 
at 5-1 and one, if you've been placing bets along with us. You're doing pretty solid. 5-1 and one on the season so far with K-State. And I'll keep you updated on that total. I'm assuming that K-State's going to hit that over and cover. I think both teams can score for sure. It'll just depend because if K-State's defense goes out there and has a Missouri-like performance where they hold Iowa State to 10 or 12 points, it's going to be a matter of how much can K-State score. I don't want to sit here and say that I'm going to slam Adrian Martinez's over on rushing yards, but if it's sitting, and this is the caveat, this is the thing that you got to pay attention to, if it's sub 78, I think that's still playable. If it gets to 80, even 81, I don't want to touch that because you're really hoping for a superstar performance every week at that point. And I like banking on the spots where I'm like, okay, I can see like Ben Sennett, the tight end, if his receiving yards over-unders at like 30 yards, I like that so much more because I'm not begging for him to have to have 150 yards receiving every game. Martinez is kind of getting to that aspect now where he's talented enough and the nation's seen it enough, the sports books have seen it enough that that number is going to keep climbing. I'm going to stick away from that pending the number. If it's sub 80, I'm on it. If it's not, I'm out. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Everything Emaw podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Once again, I'm your host, Joe Tillery. Let's see another big week here. Kansas State, Iowa State, who you got? Let me know on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Go Cats.